of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Let's Break the Ice. an interesting letter from a talented lady who said she and her husband always listen to Fibber McGee and Molly on Tuesday nights. Never miss it because it's her husband's favorite radio show. But he's never bought her any Johnson's Wax or self-polishing glow coat. Well, that was hard for me to figure out. My wife never asks me if she can buy anything like that. But let me make just this one little point about Johnson's glow coat. Forget for a minute all the work it saves your little wife. Forget the compliments she'll get from your friends when they see those gleaming linoleum floors wearing their protective coats of glow coat polish. But think for a moment about this fact. The Johnson's glow coat makes linoleum last much longer, protects it from wear and tear. And I think you'll agree with me that not to insist upon your wife using glow coat is just bad business. Remember, glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing. It's self-polishing. Buy some tomorrow. <laughs> there's been quite an argument going on this last week at 79 Wistful Vista. Mrs. McGee says her husband should go see an oculist. Mr. McGee says he'll do no such thing. So, here sitting in the office of Wistful Vista's leading oculist, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, now, stop your fidgeting, McGee. The doctor will see you in just a few minutes. I don't care if he never sees me. This whole idea is silly. I don't need glasses. Oh, you don't? No. I suppose you were just kidding this morning when you yelled, Hey, I found a quarter. And then you picked up the manhole cover. Well, shucks. There's nothing really wrong with my eyes at all. I just strained them a little looking for that comet, that's all. Well, I'm glad to hear you even admit that. Heavenly days, it's no disgrace to wear glasses. Oh, you just say that on account of Uncle Dennis. He doesn't wear glasses. Oh, no. He's worn out most of ours one way and another. <laughs> well, you'll admit he carries it like a gentleman. Yeah. He even hiccups with a Harvard accent. <laughs> Look, Molly, you know very well my eye strain is just a temporary condition. I don't... Five, Doc. Sure is a load off my mind. Oh, hello there, old-timer. Been getting your eyes examined? Yep. And as the chemist says, when the dye factory blew up, I come out with flying colors. <laughs> Well, what did the doctor tell you? Oh, he says I didn't have a thing to worry about, daughter. Says I'll be reading newspapers without glasses when I'm 95. Oh, oh that's swell, old-timer. I'm glad to hear it. What's the matter with your eyes? Got a twitch in one of them, Johnny. Oh. <laughs> Nervous? Not till I had my face slapped the third time. <laughs> they thought you were a masher, eh? <laughs> well, as I always says, old-timer, the trouble with flirting is that you're generally flirting with trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> The way I heard it, which was the other day while I was sitting in a little booth getting my pants pressed because the garden needed some rain. It always rains when I get my pants pressed, which is why they don't have any women in the weather bureau. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the way you heard it. Oh, uh, oh yeah. One fella says to tell a fella. 
a new world's record last Saturday. Ain't that wonderful? Yeah, says Telefeller. But he never could have done it without that big stick. <laughs> well, I guess the doctor will be seeing you in a minute, kids. Well, thanks, Mr. Oldtimer. You say he thought your eyes were all right, huh? Yep. Says I'll be reading newspapers without glasses when I'm 95. Ooh. On one condition. What's the condition? Gotta learn to read. Come <laughs> sir. He is, McGee. Search me, but I'd swear he wears a TP. No. <laughs> no. You mean a frappe. I do not. A frappe is a small sedan. Go on, that's a coupe. Well, then what's a TP? A TP is a wigwam. That's what I've been trying to say. To keep his wigwam, he has to wear a TP. Dear. That joke was old when radio was just a funny noise from Schenectady. <laughs> oh, I wish that doctor'd hurry. Ah, oh, we're not in any hurry. Besides, that other guy's ahead of us. Who? That guy's standing over there in the corner. Hey, uh, take your hat off, mister. There's a lady present. McGee, that's a hat rack. Huh? Oh. <laughs> well, I just... <laughs> All right, Mr. McGee, you're next, I believe. Will you step in here, please? Okay, Doc. You may come, too, if you wish, Mrs. McGee. Oh, thank you, Doc. <laughs> now, you understand, I'm just doing this to humor my wife, Doc. My eyes are as good as they ever were. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. We'll just give you a preliminary examination, Mr. McGee. Yes, 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 yes. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Who's worrying? I am. <laughs> what about? Oh, nothing in particular. I just worry. Gives me that busy professional frown, you know. <laughs> Very valuable, impresses people. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> now, first, Mr. McGee, I want you to read the chart for me. X-K-M-Z-O-P-L-B-W. Isn't that wonderful, Doctor? It certainly is. Now I'll put up the chart and see if he can do it. Now <laughs> well, then, Mr. McGee, uh, read the top line. Uh, the top line from the bottom? Quit stalling, McGee. Read the chart. Well, he cheated. That ain't the chart I'm familiar with. <laughs> Look, Mr. McGee, I'm afraid I'll have to relax the muscles of your eyes before I can examine them properly. Uh, they're a bit strained, you know. Oh, well, how will you do that, Doctor? We'll put drops in them. Oh. It relaxes the muscles and enlarges the pupil. Oh, yes. His vision will be blurred for a few hours, and then I want him to come back. Say, in about three hours. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute, Doctor. Now? Oh, sir, I don't want... Now, McGee? Huh? Who knows best? You are the doctor. You don't either. <laughs> Go ahead, doctor. Very well. Open your eyes wide, McGee. <laughs> Not your mouth, your eyes. That's it. Yes, 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 yes. One, two, there. Now, that wasn't so bad, was it? No. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll live through it. I ain't scared. Well, then what are you trembling? I'm not trembling. The doctor ought to know, dear. You're holding his hand. Huh? Oh. <laughs> I thought that was yours, Molly. <laughs> Excuse me, Doc. <laughs> That's all right. I'll have the circulation back in that hand in no time. <laughs> well, it's all for now, Mr. McGee. Remember, back here in three hours. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now, uh, what'll we do in the meantime? Well, we might go sit in a movie. Don't be silly. You couldn't see the picture and the dialogue wouldn't make sense. Oh, that's all right, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> Who is he to criticize senseless dialogue, eh? <laughs> Don't you worry about your eyes, Mr. McGee. There may be nothing at all wrong, you know. Nothing at all. Oh, I'm not worried, Doc. All us McGees have had good eyes, particularly the men in the family. Why, even when I was a tiny baby, people used to say, Can you imagine such beautiful eyes in a mug like that? <laughs> eyes of Mug and McGee, I was no doubt. Oh, 
Mugan McGee, a magnificent masculine mess of muscle and mental magnitude mentioned in Milady's monthly magazines as the mighty male who managed to mesmerize most of the Mary Minxes of Monte Carlo, and the majority of Marcel's maidens of Manhattan, and many of the magnetic misses of Mississippi, Missouri, Michigan, Montana, Minneapolis, Minnesota, a merry mass of manhood with a touch of Irish off, but let's get going, Molly, or I'll believe this stuff myself. <laughs> Stopping in here for a bite to eat instead of sitting in the park. How are you right, dearie? Is the medicine wearing off? Oh, sure. I can see better now than I... Whoops! <laughs> What's the matter? I guess I'm kind of clumsy today. I dropped the top off the ketchup bottle and into the sugar bowl. <laughs> uh, that was an olive, and you dropped it in the cream pitcher, and there's no ketchup on the table. <laughs> Seventy days, it's a good thing I'm with you. Goodness knows what was. Uh-oh. McGee. Huh? There's Mrs. Uppington over at that table behind the post. Mm. What's the old war horse eating? A bale of hay all grotten? Let me see. No, she's polishing off a big piece of chocolate chiffon pie. Mm, her and her and diet. the next time she tries to tell me about living on Melba toast and skim milk, I... Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Imagine meeting you here. Oh, how do you do, my dear? Good day, Miss McGee. Hi, Uppy. Uh, Mrs. Uppington is over there, dearie. I'm Mrs. McGee. Oh. Yourself, Abigail, old girl. <laughs> oh, thank you, my dear. Though I must do something about my weight. I'm simply gaining ounces, you know. <laughs> oh, cut it out, Uppy, cut it out. You got a wonderful figure, Uppy. In fact, I never seen you look handsomer than you do today. You ain't fat. You're you're just chubby in a cute way. Oh <laughs> Besides, what if you do gain little Abigail? I always said what this country needs is less hustle and more bustle. <laughs> and that's a mighty ducky little chapeau you're sporting today, too, Uppy. Miss McGee, I am not wearing a hat. Huh? Oh, I thought that was an airplane. <laughs> well, you're always too far ahead of the styles. I thought you had one on had on one of them new off of the head hats. Now <laughs> well, you say such sweet things, Miss McGee. I have a tough time doing it, though. <laughs> Oh, 
My head is easily turned, you know. <laughs> well, that's because your neck is so skinny, Abigail. If now, if you know, you Molly don't... Uppy seems to have took on an entirely new personality lately. You think Looking so? at her right now, she, she kind of vibrates. She, she just glows. There's a, there's a kind of a radiance about her. Oh, no, 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 Mr. McGee, you silly boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you never talked to me like that before. <laughs> of course he didn't. He never had an oculus put drops in his eyes before either. <laughs> Poor boy. Uh, now, doesn't it make everything look horribly distorted? Yes, oh. oh, you mean all those nice things you... Well, I have never been so insulted. Goodbye, you... You squirt. Molly, did I say something wrong? Oh, no. But I don't think that was government-infected baloney you were dishing out. <laughs> Come on, McGee, let's go. Okay, you paid the check? Yes, I did. Can I help you with your coat, dearie? No, thanks, I got it. You got it all right. You got it inside out. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Here, let me. McGee, this isn't your coat. Huh? It isn't? Well, where is mine? I put it right on that rack there. Oh, dear. Somebody must have taken yours by mistake and left this one. Huh? Look, here's the owner's name on the inside of the pocket. Wallace Wimple. Wallace Wimple, eh? Well, whoever he is, he's got a lot of moxie swiping my coat. Wait till I get my hands on that guy. He'll wish he'd never... Well, hello there, folks. What's the matter? Hi, Gildersleeve. No, it isn't Mr. Gildersleeve, dearie. That's Mr. Wilcox. Oh. He's being examined for glasses, Mr. Wilcox, and he's got drops in his eyes. Hey, Harlow, somebody swiped my overcoat and left this one instead. Well, you're lucky. That's a good-looking coat. Well, now, we'll have to find the owner. Uh, do you know a Mr. Wallace Wimple, Mr. Wilcox? Wimple. Wimple. Not Wallace Wimple. Yeah, you know him? Me? No Wallace Wimple? Oh, boy, <laughs> Why, say, when I first started working for Johnson's Wax, before I even knew what a wonderful thing Johnson's Wax was for beautifying and protecting floors and furniture and woodwork against dust and dirt and dampness, before I even found out what a blessing Johnson's Wax was for particular housewives. Mm. And that was... Well, let's see. We've been on the air for Johnson's Wax six years today. Mm. And I worked for them four years before that. That's ten years. Mm. Yes, sir, ten years. And in all that time, I've never known anybody by the name of Wallace Wimple. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Why, it's unbelievable. Will Cox is your real name, O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan? No, why? Oh, I just wondered. You can find more heels to drag a sales talk in by than anybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> don't say that, pal. You're not a heel. <laughs> you're a very nice little guy. Of course, you're not too bright, and you talk too much, but outside of that... McGee, stop swinging at Mr. Wilcox. Wait till you can see better. <laughs> oh, that's okay, Molly. He was just kidding. Yeah. And so was I. We can't spoil our sixth anniversary together by fighting. Look, Fibber, why don't you keep this coat and just call it good luck? Because I'm too honest, and it don't fit. <laughs> Come on, Molly, we gotta go find Wimple. Oh, why didn't somebody tell me my shirt tail was sticking out? Oh, oh look out, Harry, look out. Who threw that? What the? We tried to tell you that wasn't your shirt, tail. That was a tablecloth. Oh, sure. The King's Men sing, Let's Get Away From It All. same room. 
Give me the dime. You know how I can find him? Sure I do, I bet. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, here's ten cents. What do I do? Look in the telephone book. <laughs> Lead me to the nearest phone booth, will you? All right, dearie. I don't know how we overlook such an obvious idea. Well, sometimes the things right under your nose are the hardest to see. As the high school kid says when he tries to raise a mustache. <laughs> hey, Molly. What? Does drops in your eyes affect your other muscles? I'm developing an awful limp. Oh, it isn't serious, dearie. You're walking with one foot in the gutter. <laughs> Let's go down to Kramer's drugstore and see if we well, can... Well, well, well. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Fibber. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Is that you, Throcky? <laughs> well, what's the matter with you, little chum? What are they leading you around for? Oh, don't drip so much, you big drip. <laughs> you make me sick with all McGee's that. McGee's been to the Oculus, Mr. Gildersleeve, and he's got drops in his eyes. Mm, not that it bothers me at the moment, Gildersleeve. You always did look like a big blur to me anyway. <laughs> Is that so? Yes, that's Why, you astigmatic little biological error? For two cents, I'd pop you one right on that little receding chin of yours. And if you haven't got two cents, you can open an account with me. in the eyes, Gildersleeve. I could handle you with one hand tied behind me and juggling three Japanese with my feet. You couldn't juggle the accounts in a piggy bank, you little vacuum. Gildersleeve? Oh, here, here, here. For goodness sake, boy, stop it. Well, don't you realize this is our sixth anniversary for Johnson's Wax? Well. Let's all be friends at least for one day. Well, all right. For one day. <laughs> Gildersleeve, but what are you doing tomorrow? Nothing. Okay. Suppose I meet you in back of the firehouse and slap a few of your cheap gold fillings down your noisy apparatus. You're a hard man, McGee. <laughs> Goodbye, George. Hey, Trocky. What is it, chum? <laughs> you know a guy named Wallace Wimple? Wallace Wimple. Wallace Wimple. Oh, Wallace Wimple. Why, certainly. Oh, An old college chum of mine. Oh. Yes. Yeah. He used to sleep in the next seat of me in chapel. For goodness sakes, well, where does he live, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh, uh, wait a minute. I have it right down here in my address book. Wimple. W-W-W. Here's Wilma. Wilma, huh? Uh, Wilma's a horse. <laughs> She's running in the derby this year. W-W. <laughs> ah, here it is. Wally Wimple. 1345 Oak Street. And when you see it... Okay. Taxi! Taxi! Tip at you, big mug. I'll see you tomorrow behind the firehouse. Oh! <laughs> 1345 Oak Street, driver, and step on it now. Step on it. Come on, Molly. Here we are. Watch the step, dearie. Here, take hold of my hand. Now, you let me handle this, Molly. This guy may be a professional crook, and I might have to get tough with him. Well, what if he's a big bruiser? Well, I, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Hi, bud. You Wallace Wimple? Yes, I am. 
guy, Molly? No, he's just a little guy, McGee. Yes, eh? Now you look here, Wimple. You got a lot of nerve swiping my coat out of that restaurant. I got a notion to kick you around and teach you respect for other people's privity. What's your idea of taking my coat? Well, bless my soul. I didn't even know I had taken the wrong one. Well, uh, is this your coat, Mr. Wimple? Oh, it certainly is, and thank you so much for returning it. Is that all you got to say, Wimple? Ain't you going to apologize? Yes, I, I certainly am. It is a very ridiculous mistake. But at the time, I couldn't tell one coat from another. Well, why not? Well, I went to an oculus this morning, and he put some drops in my eyes. Isn't that silly? <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. Have you heard about the special bargain offer that many Johnson dealers are now making? It's one you will not want to miss, so listen carefully. For a limited time, many dealers are now giving a long-handled glow coat applier free with a quart of Johnson self-polishing glow coat at the regular price of 98 cents. You'll find this applier very handy. It's washable, may be used over and over again, and it makes the application of glow coat amazingly simple. And speaking of saving, Glow Coat, of course, is a famous labor saver. It's the number one easy-to-use floor polish wherever you go. It needs no rubbing or buffing. You just apply and let dry, and in 20 minutes, your floor gleams with a rich, long-lasting polish. Glow Coat keeps the colors of linoleum fresh and bright, makes the linoleum itself last much longer. See your dealer right away while this money-saving offer is still available. Ask for this long-handled applier free with one quart of Johnson's Glow Coat at the regular price of 98 cents. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's program marks the beginning of our seventh year on the air for Johnson's Wax. And the people in both Racine and Wistful Vista want to thank you all for your loyalty and friendship. That's right. If it hadn't been for you folks, why we would... Telegram. Telegram for Kim and McGee and Molly. I'll take it, Wallace. <laughs> Thanks. Let me read it, dearie. Remember your eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, how nice. Listen, McGee. Yeah? Congratulations to Fibber McGee and Molly on their sixth anniversary. Oh. You have done a wonderful job, and we hope your sponsor appreciates you as much as we do. <laughs> We hope they sign you up for another six years. That'll be 89 cents, please. It's collect. It is not collect. I paid for that, Philip. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's White and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night.